Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Tuesday. The Bachelor is over. Yes, very, very exciting. Can't believe it's only Tuesday. Last night's Bachelor finale, three hours. Like when I was done, it was like 11:15. I was just like, whoa. Yeah, there was a lot to unpack. Of course, that's what we're here to do today. In addition to just brightening the lives of millions of Americans right. and a few Canadians. And also keeping you abreast of all the other news that you need to know, which, spoiler alert, not much. Jackie, I can't stress how important it is to constantly be kept abreast. No, it's so important. Like, you think it might not be, but it is. Speaking of breast, I actually have a surprise for you today. I have a surprise for you. Okay. You go first, since you brought it up. So this is really for people on the YouTube, because it's more of like a visual present. Um, okay, ready? Are you going to show me your... <gasps> Sexy shirt under Sexy my jacket. Sexy shirt. Oh my God, can we get a close-up? Wait, turn your shoulder, give it, serve right, like it just... to, the, to the camera. Oh my God. I forgot about Sexy shirt and how much it meant to me during the queue that and I experienced. I, and I know you were going to be feeling all RDH that it's only Tuesday, so I thought I would brighten your day a little no, bit. No, that's something that's like, it's always nice to get a little sexiness on a Tuesday, because at least Wednesday we have hump day, but like mm-hmm. Tuesday, what's... T- Tuesday deserves love too. Tuesday deserves love too in the form of a cold shoulder. But now, my surprise for you, I brought your gift. Oh, right. I got Claudia a gift while I was away last weekend. I was just in the gift shop and I saw something that I was just like, this is Claudia in a gift. It's oh nothing. God. Crazy, but I saw it and I thought of you. Is it a sweatshirt? No, it's a, I wrapped it in oh, a sweatshirt. Okay. I know. So fancy. I wonder what it is. It's big. Oh, this is so nice. Thank you so much. Okay, You're welcome. It's I'm sorry that I didn't like wrap it, wrap it. Turn <gasps> a it, puzzle. Turn it over. <laughs> it is, okay, first of all, it is a 500-piece puzzle, which is my, you know, like, soft spot and it is a piece of artwork with lots of leaves that says piece by piece but piece is spelled p-a-p-e-a-c-e p-e-a yeah no it's a puzzle that's supposed to bring inner peace because like the leaves are very common also this is a really hard puzzle yeah so i think that this is so thoughtful it's just a puzzle plus piece which is you a puzzle plus piece and you know more often than not a puzzle brings me peace so. Right. So, and this one is Stunning. designed to bring you peace. It's just beautiful. I thought you would like is it. This is from the Mayflower. The Mayflower Inn. It was wow, in the gift shop. A piece and I was of Real Housewives history. Right. I just. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. I hope you enjoy it. I do. I love puzzles. And you know, I bought so many puzzles at the beginning of quarantine, and I've done all of them already. And like, do you do puzzles twice? I don't know. Oh, I don't know what people do because I don't even do puzzles once. That's crazy. Like, you're missing out, especially because you're so smart. Like, you have that type of mind. And also, like, if you are ever like, at a nightclub and you drop your earring on the floor, 
you want Jackie there to find it. Like she has crazy eyes. So you actually would be so good at puzzles. And okay. it might bring you peace. Maybe, maybe we'll do it together. Maybe we'll do it together. No, I really actually think like you of all people, I know you hate games. It's not a game. It's so relaxing doing one on your own with like a coffee and like you leave it on your table. No, that does sound nice. I actually think you would like it. I do you want this one? No. Okay. Oh my God, you don't like it? No, of course I do, but I want you to have a puzzle. Yeah, no, I can get a puzzle. I actually have puzzles in my house, I think, because I've been like Start gifted. easy, because like a hard puzzle can actually like ruin your day. Okay, I'll start easy. I'll think about it. That Maybe was we'll so have like nice. a game Thank night. you. You're welcome. When you told me you got me a gift, I um tried to get you one. I just like never found myself in a store. Do you know what I mean? No, and also it's like sometimes you don't choose the gift, the gift chooses you. Like I didn't go in there saying I need to get something for Claudia, but Something for Claudia found its way to me. And actually in my own way, like I did get you a present because I traveled near and far and I found a hotel that I just know you're going to like. So like <laughs> I did you. the work for you. Thank you. I stayed at the hotel for you. You're so generous. That's what I do here. That's what sisters do. That's what sisters do. So I'm glad you like it. Hopefully you could play with do, 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 Even though like I'm going to be very cautious about what I say, like puzzles do give me March tie-dye vibes. Ooh. You and mean- I, th- I think a lot of people can relate to like certain things that they hoarded or started to do at the beginning of quarantine that like no longer bring them joy. It just reminds them of that really dark time like when we were all tie-dyeing things and pretending we were happy. Yeah. that. But it's like a year ago today you know, the two weeks to flatten the curve that actually like wasn't that dark of times. Like we were, it was so novel that it was kind of exciting. It was like two weeks off, four months later, six months later, yeah. eight months later. Like those were the hard times, at least for me personally. Oh, a hundred percent. I actually, on my time hop, I finally um, caught up to like, you know, the flatten the curve. And I guess I actually remember like people were, I remember my friend Margo came over. Do you remember at the beginning of quarantine? I was like, I'm having a game night. Like, should I cancel? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, oh my, this bitch is so dramatic. And my friends came over and my friend Margo, who's like always very smart. She's very like cautious. She was like, are you guys going to like get like canned food? I'm like, what? Like hunkering down for like a storm. I'm like, you're crazy. And I was literally like the last person to go to the grocery store that by the time Ben went for us, like it was when, you know, there was no toilet paper and we were literally living off of like Hawaiian rolls. That was all they had at the grocery store. But in my um, time up, I finally got a picture of like when my whole counter was just like filled with like random supplies. Yeah. And it actually brought me back to like, that part was fun. That was like a sleepover. Yeah, it's like a snow day. Yeah. You know, but then it turned into something else. Yeah, snow year so I tie-dye I mean I feel bad I feel bad for the tie-dye yeah no tie-dyeing will just like never not make me like sad yeah I I feel that but I feel like we could bring back puzzles that one is so peaceful and puzzles actually really did were one of the things that like made me really excited like it was like a nighttime activity in quarantine yeah that and like quiplash yeah oh my god those were the days also for me it was like reading and yeah cooking and like look how far I've come in the last year like I thought when I was cooking pasta at home I was like wow chef that's true I was like I'm such a chef and now like I'm literally cooking lemon chicken lemon garlic mashed potatoes made of cauliflower by the way that's so true because I remember at the beginning of quarantine we were both saying how like people who were listening to us who like use their kitchens actively like they thought we were insane but I had literally never used my stove yeah um before quarantine and I was actually making myself dinner last night and I was like look at me uh-huh. I'm not even in quarantine and I'm making myself chicken no totally yeah good time proud of us proud of us as well and I wish I had a kindle because now I'm like so hooked on my Kindle. Mm-hmm. But I was really anti-Kindle. You were. I was like, I need to, I was like so Carrie Bradshaw, I need like to feel the book. 
Um, and now it's like I can't hold a book; it hurts my wrists. You know, and the the airiness of the Kindle is just unmatched. No, it's unmatched. And I just got this lap thing from Barnes and Noble where like you stick your Kindle in and you rest it on your lap. It's like a pillow. Hands free. So all I have to do is tap, and it's like, and my wrists. I mean, the Kindle couldn't be lighter. But now if I have to hold it, I'm like, how? Also, Kindle needs to come out with like a little. You know how when you have a selfie stick, you get like a little Bluetooth clicker. Claude, I said this. Oh, like on the show, but it was before you were a Kindle user, and I so agree. They just need a Bluetooth. Like you're laying comfortably and you have you to have pick your, your arm, hand up. Like you're yeah. laying on your... A hundred percent. Yeah. Like they make them for like selfie sticks and stuff. It shouldn't be that hard. They Kindles have Wi-Fi. They should have Bluetooth. They, like They do have Bluetooth, I think. So maybe someone makes one, but it should be like the... I mean, it's Amazon. Like just they could do one. that in their sleep. Yeah. No, they literally could. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is our quarantine recap. And I just really look forward to the day where we stop talking about coronavirus, you know? And I'm getting there. Yeah. I look forward to it as well. You know what else I'm looking forward to? Thursday because we have a little merch collection dropping on Thursday and I don't want to spoil too much you'll see it tomorrow we'll wear it on the show but I would say that it is beautiful stunning and smart you know I would say that too and you know me I can't resist like a little sneak peek so there's what like five or six items I have one in my hand and I'm just gonna give you like a brief okay It's so cute. I was wearing mine yesterday and it's also so comfortable. Um, It's a different material than like the last drop and I'm so excited for you guys to see it. Thursday, it will be launching. Stay tuned for all the deets. It's just a small, beautiful, stunning and smart collection. I would say it's a capsule collection. Yes. Yes. Love a capsule. So yes, that'll be Thursday, but starting tomorrow, you'll start to see some of the items on the show, on our Instagram. So make sure you're following The Morning Toast on Instagram. Yesterday, I was just like on fire with the Instagram. There was so much content. Yeah, it was really good. So little time. So little time. And also, while you're on a following spree, follow me at Jackie Ashray. And uh, Theo, Pubs with Pubs No Job. Pubs with No Job. They've been on hiatus, though. They Yeah, their social to- media manager's kind of slacking. No, well, I... Uh- I was going really hard for the pups and then they came to me and they were like, listen, we need to take a break. Like self-care, we just need to focus on ourselves right now and we just can't be in the spotlight. And I said, pups, I hear you. Self-care. They felt like they were being exploited. Yeah, and it was just like every day a picture. Like I'm always texting the moms, like send me pictures of the pups and the pups were like, we're tired. No, also like we can only post so many pictures from our houses and like we haven't left our houses right. in a year. You know, you know what it actually was that made me stop posting so much from the pups? Like I take premium pictures of Bruno every single day. It's a passion of mine. But I can't only post pictures of Bruno to pups. So I have to wait for a premium picture of Theo that's not in his bed. So I'm, so it's like waiting for rain in this drop. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing fucking reference. <laughs> waiting for you. It's like waiting for rain in this drop. So that's real. Teardrop comes down. And even Margot and Magnolia, she just like doesn't send me like yeah. portrait mode, natural lighting photos, like the ones I take of Bruce. And so the standard for pups is up here and no one's meeting it. Mm-hmm. Therefore, there's not, nothing to post. Oh, okay. Well, That's actually the truth, and I think I feel really good getting the truth off my chest. I think that you should get back to work on the pups account. Like, I it think was you so should, good. I, and I think you need to be taking premium photos of Theo outside. But I think that like you bed. see Theo every day, and like you take better pictures than me. Like everyone knows that. I have maxed out on pictures I can take of him in the studio. If you look at the, pups, but we just got a new rug. No, but if you look at the pups Instagram, like they're all it's either Theo in the studio or Theo in the bed. Well, because Theo's he's, just like his mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like Theo works so hard. He only has time to be in the studio or at the house. And I think if you actually look at those pictures, you get a real sense of who Theo is and his work ethic. I, I mean, I do agree with that. So he needs to work a little less hard, play more, take more pics. 100%. 100%. Um, so we have a great show. Uh, what's on tonight? On TV? One of the real, I think Real Housewives of Dallas. I have a lot of catching up to do. I caught up yesterday and like I'm such a 
supporter of Real Housewives of Dallas. I really am. But like, my God, it was so bad. Really? Yeah. And like the drama is so fake. Like it's like they it's frustrating when like a Housewives franchise has low ratings and it's so good. And like people just aren't seeing that. But I feel as though, like, they deserve their ratings based on what they're giving me. Like, it's really not okay, good. Okay, well, I felt like up until this point, the season was pretty good. But I'm, I think I'm, like, three episodes behind now, so. I had to catch up on two. Okay, I'm going to catch up today. We'll recap tomorrow, switching gears a little bit. Back to Real Housewives. And today's show is going to be a different little structure. We're not going to save our Bachelor recap for the end. Because we know that's what you're all here for. Yes. So we are going to start with the Bachelor recap. So without further ado, let's get into the past five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> And today's episode, I'm, you're probably wondering, Claudia, why you look, you're glowing, like you're, the bags under your eyes are gone, you look so well rested, thanks to Bowl and Branch, today's sponsor. No one wants to cut corners on what's important, and few things matter more than good night's rest, so true. Bowl and Branch's signature sheets feel so soft and light, you'll forget you're not actually sleeping on a cloud, and they're sustainably made for uncompromising quality from field to factory. They make the softest organic sheets at Bowl and Branch, and they get better with every wash. Comfort isn't their only standard. They use 100% uh, sustainable raw materials, and as for the... As the first fair trade certified manufacturer of linen, you can feel good about your bowl and branch sheets as they feel against your skin. So I told everyone like maybe like three months ago, I totally refurbished my my bed after spending basically an entire year in it. I felt like I wanted a whole new lease on life from my bed. And I heard amazing things. Actually, of course, I found out about bowl and branch from Rach Parcell. And I thought if it's good enough for the Parcell house, it's good enough for mine. And it has been a haven. Like me and Ben are sleeping like logs. I'm having the craziest dreams because I'm just like in this REM cycle that doesn't stop. No wonder Theo can't get out of bed. Yeah, literally. Like, and why would he? With Bowl and Branch. Um, and obviously we have a great little code for you guys, but the ones that we are using are the signature hemmed sheets. They're the best seller. They're buttery, soft, lightweight, organic cotton in a classic sateen weave for sheets that get softer over time. And what I like most about them is that they don't get like too hot or too cool because I get like a warm... I get warm in my sleep. Um, they are per- the perfect year-round sheets for most sleepers. And they focus on quality over quantity. No inflated thread counts because more isn't always better. They come in seven beautiful colors in all sizes from twin beds up to California King. You can experience the best sheets you've ever felt at bowlandbranch.com. And get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use the promo code TOAST at checkout. That's Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com, promo code TOAST. Like, me and my friend Nikki, we're always, like, obsessed with our beds. Like, we're always sending, like, what pillows do you have? And I said Bowling Branch, and I gave her my code, and she's living her best life. Amazing. Sign on, sleep well. Yeah, it's the only thing that matters. Okay, Bachelor recap. Should we start? Should we recap the whole episode? Yeah. The, I mean, the really only part worth discussing was after the final was rose. Was the last 30 minutes of the three hour the special. The three hour special. But we'll take it from the top. For those of you who didn't watch, we actually asked yesterday do people want us to continue recapping The Bachelor and or award shows? And most of you said no, we don't need to watch anymore. But some people said, like, I don't watch, but I just listen to your recaps, which yeah. is helpful. So let's just recap the episode. And then we'll talk about where we go from here. Yes. So the episode itself was so boring. Like I could have died. Like those two hours felt like an eternity. Right. And you feel like you have to watch live because it's the finale. So like you're watching with commercials and it's just painful. Painful. So many commercials. And then the actual contents was just as boring as the commercials because 
it was just like all like just fine. Like it was all standard. Like of course Matt's family loved the girls. They're both great girls. Well, like whatever. The family feels more strongly about one, but I actually felt like both girls made a really great impression, and the family felt really good about both of them. Which was then interesting that his mom gave him this advice, which I actually think was just really good parental advice. Yes, but not on the Bachelor. But you know, off brand for the Bachelor. And to be honest, like I I've always felt like the one of the core problems with the franchise is like if they really want like a, a genuine success rate it's very rare for someone the bachelor they say it's weeks whatever it's literally the whole thing is a month like it's really not a natural place to fall in love it's such a short amount of time I think the way that they force engagements like with Rachel Lindsay's season it really came to like a peak Colton had a problem with it like most people and a lot of the people that they cast on the bachelor are very religious so most religious people like are not willing to get engaged unless it's like the one you know right so it's become like this hurdle and even though i like i agreed with matt like okay you're not ready to rush into a proposal so maybe don't go on the show that rushes people into proposals right i felt two ways about it one obviously like you know what you signed up for that's what everyone says but on the other hand i was like i kind of like that the bachelor this show is slow like pumping the brakes a little bit because these rush engagements are not, a joke they're not productive like the and so I, on a personal level, I liked the fact that he was like, let's end this in a relationship. They're both pretty young. Like, there's literally no rush. But for the show, it's like, you said the whole time your wife was in this room. That's what it is. Like, it felt so random. Like, okay, your mom said one thing and now everything you were thinking for the months before. And that's what Chris Harrison was trying to say. Even though he did come off like a little rude. Like, of course, he's going to take his mom's advice. His mom is like his whole world. And literally every time his mom cried, like I cried, I loved her. And that was good parental advice outside of the scope of like this weird journey that they're on. Um, But it also sort of felt like, like his mom said one thing and like he changed the the trajectory of the show where it sort of felt like he was waiting waiting for some sort of reason to not get engaged. Yeah, and I don't think it's a big deal, but, like, we just then spent so much of the episode, like, Matt just, like, sitting in silence, like, thinking, should I get engaged or not? And from an entertainment perspective, it was so boring. Yeah. He canceled the dates. Like, so it's literally, we're watching him pace around his room, Rachel pace around his room, Michelle pace around her room. Like, it was just boring, boring, boring. Right, and then given the topics of conversation at After the Final Rose, we never even mentioned the whole plot of the episode, which was right. about him changing his mind on an engagement. And so everything we watched, like, we... There's never even a conversation about it. And of the three hours, I feel like they probably spent like 15 to 20 minutes on like what we were really looking for. And I could have used just way more of that. But then by the time we got to Rachel and Matt's conversation, which we'll get into, it was filled with like mostly silence. So like I'm just from from a and, and we'll get into like the deeper topics, but just from a purely entertainment perspective for a show that's supposed to capture us for three hours, I felt bored for so long of it. And like that's where I like I'm like, why am I subjecting myself to the show? Yeah, it's entertainment. It's supposed to enter. Me. Yeah, but you weren't entertained. I was not entertained. I will just say that the setup that was meant for the proposal. Um, sickening. So sickening. Maybe the most beautiful in Bachelor history. Maybe. Like, they're all extremely beautiful, but this was like a very, like, hallmark, wintry, fall vibe. They're all really beautiful, except at the last season for both Clarendale and Zach and Tasha, Like, it was not the cutest. No, it was not the cutest, but they did a wonderful job. I thought it, it looked like a fairy tale. And then they had the horse-drawn carriage. I agree. At the end. And so, from a production standpoint, I really enjoyed the visual. I completely agree. Um, when he sent Michelle home, it was, like, really awkward because she had, like, just given him that gift. And what we found out afterwards, which I thought was so crazy, was, like, Michelle was, like, really heartbroken, like, off camera. Right, and Matt wouldn't even, like, talk to her. Usually, any, I would say once we have, like, 
six or eight people left. Anytime someone leaves, it's a big deal. And there's a long conversation. They sit you outside. Walk them out. Yeah, you talk about like, it's not me. It's I'm sorry. Matt, it's not you. It's me. No, Matt was just like, peace. No, literally, we're done. Goodbye. It was so like harsh. It was harsh. And so I thought maybe there was just stuff we weren't seeing or whatever. But the stuff we weren't didn't see is the fact that she wanted to have that conversation and that he said no. Yeah, and I really did feel bad for her because she was like still even getting choked up on After the Final Rose. And she's a great girl. And spoiler alert. She, she will be one of the next Bachelorettes. And I do think like she's a great girl worthy of love. She can definitely carry a show. Um, I think Matt struggled with that sometimes, like being the lead. And I think she'll be great. But um, I don't know if I'm going to watch, but she'll be good. Yeah, we'll talk about the Bachelorette, the upcoming season. Um, but so let's... The, the breakup did seem very abrupt, especially because they had a really good day and things were going well. Yeah. So. But it's just been so clear from the beginning that like Rachel is right, the Right, so girl. it's like at what point are you just going to break up with her? Like, are you going to let her get dressed for a proposal? Nah. Which I actually really respect. Right. I think towards the end, especially with The Bachelor, when they let like both girls come up like in their prom dresses, like at some point it's just mean. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and I always like when like, you know, he sends a girl home and the, the girl who won, like, doesn't know that the other girl went home. And she's, like, nervous. It's, like, girl, you don't have anything to be nervous, nervous about. Like, it's you. Right. In fact, but, like, Rachel really thought, because he canceled. They never canceled the last date. And then she showed up. And I really thought she thought it wasn't going to happen for her. It was, like, a facocked ending. Like, it just made no sense. It was. But then it was a happy ending. And yeah. then it wasn't. Well, so, like, the whole time, like, in their own way, like, I've, I have really felt from the beginning that Rachel and Matt, like, had the strongest connection. And it was, like, something you saw all along. And... I was, like, watching it, like, happy for them, but, like, also, like, not, like, knowing what was coming up next. Yeah. So let's dive into After the Final Rose. The first thing was Chris Harrison was not there. And I know a lot of people are upset about it. A lot of people are happy about it. But at the end of the day, like, based on the conversations they had, like, I don't think anyone could have done a better job than Emmanuel Acho. Like, he was excellent. He was excellent. He did an amazing job. I can't imagine. And thinking about how Chris Harrison would have handled the situation I just don't think it would have been as impactful even if he wasn't a part of the controversy like even if he had stayed yes. out of the whole thing I don't don't think you could really grasp it if you're not black yeah and I just don't think he ever really goes that deep ever I agree so I think it ultimately worked out people were confused because he was still doing the narrations like he, it was confusing I thought why didn't they just have like a manual voice over it or even Matt like yeah and it's also like he said he's t he's stepping back from the bachelor yet like here he is like working doing voiceovers and in the episode more than he's ever been in any episode like he was everywhere last oh, night I mean they couldn't I mean, they could have, I guess, edited him out of the yeah. episode. But they chose early in the season to not edit the season based on things that were happening outside of the season. That's true. Um, I, but I thought that him narrating the rest of the episode, I think it actually like, worked for cohesion. And then it was like nice that it wasn't him at the after the final rose. Yeah, it couldn't have been him. Like it really. And I thought Emmanuel was great, even though like his jacket was so tight. I could not stop staring at his arms. I'm like, if that was me, like I literally wore a dress on my trip that I busted out of. Like I couldn't imagine that like in the back, like there wasn't some torn seams. I was just getting very distracted by it. Not that that was the point, but I was just curious if other people were distracted by that I noticed it well. once and then I, I wasn't distracted by it though. Got it, okay. When he sat down, like they did loosen up a little bit, but every time he stood, I was like, oh my God, he's busting out of the dragon. Hello. Um, so they brought Michelle out first, like whatever, those conversations are always boring, but I did think it was interesting that Emmanuel asked her about the Rachel scenario and I think she gave like a very kind of um, like political answer because I'm, you live in the house with these girls, like they're, they probably are friends, Rachel yeah. and Michelle. Yeah. And so if Michelle is saying like, I think that Rachel has a good heart, I think that that's important to know. Yeah. And for me, and like Ben was, Ben watched like the last 30 minutes with me and we both 
at the same time were like sh- like kind of blown away by Emmanuel said something that was so pertinent because I think that like we throw the word like racism around and those types of labels like stick forever and he made it very clear like Rachel I don't think that you are racist you're we're not saying you're a racist person there's a difference between being racist and being racially insensitive and he made it a point to refer to her as racially insensitive multiple times, which I think is an important distinction. distinction. I agree. I thought the same thing. So I just think that's when, when he said that, I'm like, he's the, he was the man for the job. Like Rachel Lindsay was totally right in nominating him because it was so, it's so layered. And this is like what people talk about now all the time, like cancel culture and everything. And I think he kind of picked it apart very delicately. And at the end of the day, I think he was trying to be devil's advocate, trying to like have compassion for Matt. And I think he at, like did an excellent job. Like I would give him a five stars out of five. Yeah. While also asking questions that I think a lot of us have. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like when we sat down with Rachel and Matt, like it was not at all what I expected. I was pretty sure that they had broken up because that's what we heard. That's what we heard. And I just don't know how like any couple like really gets through that. Like it's, so awkward, you know? Yes. So he sat down with Matt first and he chronicled the post filming journey where they were in the honeymoon stage. It was really great. These things started to come up. Matt said that he just sort of dismissed them as like rumors. And then after Rachel Kirkconnell put out her apology, they broke up. That's what he said. Yeah. And basically he had said that when when they were talking, basically like at first Rachel like really didn't understand why they were so bad. And I thought that the question Emmanuel asked Rachel, like Okay, you win this show, you get engaged to a black man. How many nights do you lie awake thinking about these photos? You know they exist, um, thinking they're going to come back to haunt you, resurface. And her answer, which was super honest, was like, literally I didn't think about it once because I did not think I was doing anything wrong at the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that was kind of like indicative of the entire thing here. It's like she didn't, she didn't actively you know, go to a party wanting to hurt an entire community. It was just her ignorance that blinded her from like the history of antebellum parties. Yeah. So I thought that was a great question. But what he had basically said was like Rachel's at first. Now it seems like she's really committed to, you know, learning more. But at first when it came out, like she kind of refused to even within her within her and Matt's relationship, refused to like see it as a big deal. Yeah. And so I think that her reaction to that and the conversations that ensued after were the reasons. And I think those things are obviously things that we don't know, but how they led to breaking up over it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I just, especially the conversation between Rachel and Matt, like I just felt really, really sad Me too. because like Matt was like super angry. And like when he was, when Emmanuel was like, you want to have one last embrace and like Matt just sat there. Like they were, I, I just felt bad for really everyone. Like it was so sad. Cause at the end of the day, like there is a love lost. And I really did feel like if this hadn't happened, like I do think that they could have been like, hardcore OTP yeah I agree it's so sad for both of them I think for Matt he went on this whole journey and to have it end like this right I think that he must be just very sad and I think for Rachel who calls him the love of his her life like multiple times that she'll never feel this way about someone else like it's just really sad that's how I felt watching the end of it and it was tough it was tough like, it was a really... A it was really, just really intense. And, and everyone was, like, freaking out over the silences. But that's how those conversations go. Right. And so that's what happened. Like, they, they could have cut them out, sure. But, like, that's what was happening. Yeah, no, it was super intense. And, like, I think even at times, like, Emmanuel felt really awkward because, like, like nobody was saying anything because nobody knew what to say. Like, of course, I'm sure Matt would love to, like, you know, be in love with Rachel again and, like, take her back. But it's so much more layered than that yeah so it was an an interesting after the final rose perhaps the most interesting we've had in a while um but at the end of the day I just left like with this sadness yeah then they tried to turn things around by announcing the new bachelorette 
sir, and we're both the bachelorettes. It is Katie and Michelle. So I think uh, Katie's for, going first. Katie's going first. This was based on the spoiler that I read, which turned out to be true. Katie's the spoiler going, that I read was just Katie. Oh no, the spoiler that I read, which sounds totally true, was that Katie is going first. Then they'll film Paradise, and then this summer they'll film Michelle season because she didn't want to miss school because she's committed to those campers, wow. and we absolutely love to see that. Wow, wow, wow! So she said she wouldn't have done it if she had to take off. Oh my god, I love her. She's like so not thirsty. No, it, it's so beautiful. Like that, the campers are her priority. I just no. I know a million girls who would leave the campers in the dust <laughs> for in a, a chance in a heartbeat. Yeah. So actually, I have a lot of respect for that. Yes. Um. But and then also that explains why we have two former bachelor hosts, Caitlin yes. and Tasha. I'm assuming one will be for Katie's season and one will be for Michelle's season. Oh, that's interesting. And that way it's not like it takes two women to do the job of one man. Right, because it really, and not, not even the job of a man, the easiest job ever. To say this is the final rose. Right. There's one rose left. Uh, thank you, Professor Harrison. <laughs> um, but that does lead me to the future of the franchise and my relationship with the franchise. Mm-hmm. And there was one episode where I was really like, you know, Katie's my girl because she like stood up against the bullies. That does not a bachelorette make. And I just like, I feel, and I get this way every couple of years, like very fatigued by the franchise, really feeling like they take advantage of my time, especially last night, like three hours, like there was 20 minutes of really good content in there. And that's all we really needed they to see. They don't know how to not, they don't know how to be like, it's a finale. It could be one hour with a one hour special. How long are episodes of Love Island? An hour, I think, but they're on five nights a week. Got it. Okay. No, Would you rather curious. that? No, 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 no. <laughs> um, I was just curious. So I think as it stands, like, I really feel like I've outgrown the franchise. And of course, maybe that'll change in a few years. But even though I, I like Michelle, I don't live for Katie, so I definitely won't watch Katie season. And although I do like Michelle, like, she's very nice. Like, and nice is boring. Like, give me Claire Crawley, crazy chaotic <laughs> energy. Like, that's what makes t- good TV. So I'm happy for her. I wish them both incredible luck. I do feel as though I'll be sitting out this franchise also it makes me such a negative person like i, I come on here and I'm like, i agree sucks. i agree what about paradise paradise is good but then it's like if i don't know the people like yeah so i think you'll be able to watch this season of paradise you won't know like katie's guys um but then probably going forward i agree i i just i think i've aged out yeah and i'm moving on and i got a bunch of dms from people being like it's literally like an addiction like I quit The Bachelor years ago and I've never looked back like yeah and I just want to I want that energy for the rest and you know what Norma Kamali said like the pandemic like we are slowly coming out of it and we have so much to do in we the next so year much catching up to do I don't have time to spend two hours a week watching The Bachelorette when I could be at the edge of a cliff like Norma said I should be yeah I agree so that's that on that yeah see ya Bachelor see ya and one last thing, um, the, when, when uh, Matt sat alone with Emmanuel, just kind of talking about the responsibility he felt internally and then just like external pressures of being the first bachelor, I thought the way he kind of communicated that to someone who might not understand what it's like to be the first black bachelor, like myself, um, I thought was really uh, well done. Mm-hmm. You know, because he feels this responsibility like going into the homes of millions of Americans who might not have had like a black man in their home before, but have like these kind of built up, stereotypes and like imaginations like what a black man is and I just thought like he did a great job representing himself his family the franchise him and his brother look so much alike it was crazy yeah crazy but neither one of them I I really saw looks like their mom 
No, but they do look so much alike. It's crazy. Like, are they twins, Basil? No, I don't think so. No, but then it's also, just like me and you. You told me that a lot of people were saying online that his brother looked like Colin Kaepernick, which is so true. Yes. Crazy. Crazy. Um, okay, so that's a Bachelor recap. Anything else you want to say? I just want to say if we'll ever be speaking about the Bachelor again. Right. I just want to say goodbye. And you know, it goodbye, mi- goodbye. It might not be a goodbye. It might be a see you later, but it's probably a goodbye. And I want to say thanks for the memories. I've made actually a lot of really good friends from watching The Bachelor. Um, but I've also wasted a lot of my time and lost a lot of brain cells. So I'm going to lay the franchise to rest. I do feel as though in its own way, the, ba- the Bachelor like will be coming to it. Like I just feel like it can't go on forever. And I, for a while, it felt like it was going to go on forever, but it's kind of starting to like self-implode. Yeah. And I do think like it might be the end of The Bachelor as well. Yes. Not now. Not now. But sooner rather, sooner than we thought. Yeah. I think these next two seasons plus Paradise are going to be very indicative for them. Yeah. I think a lot of people also feel the way that we do. Like Me we're, too. We're now going to say our goodbyes. Yes. Goodbye. 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 Okay. Are you ready for our next story? Yes. Some happy bed news. Ocean. Ocean. Lala Kent gives birth to daughter Ocean. It's a wave of happiness for the Emmett family. Vanderpump. LOL. Oh, a wave. That's funny. Vanderpump Rules star Lala Ken and her fiance, Hollywood producer Randall Emmett, have welcomed their first child together, a daughter named Ocean. The 30 year old new mom captioned a photo of herself cradling the newborn on Monday, saying, Ocean Kent Emmett. Um, super happy for them, obviously. I kind of loved their very nonchalant announcement, like no major photo shoot, just like Lala, probably on Randall's phone, like right when the baby came out. Yeah. Um, and I, I actually love them as a couple. When you think of how far they've come, like, remember she was driving the White Range Rover and everyone thought she was, like, having sex with an NFL player who was, like, paying for her life. And now they have a baby together and it's, like, a nice life. I'm really happy for them. I'm really happy for them. I really like the name Ocean. It's not, I hadn't thought about what I was expecting, but I guess I wouldn't have expected something so... Um, I, conventional. Yeah, conventional for her. And I think it's just a really pretty name. Me too. It is really pretty. It's just so crazy, like, how... Sheena is about to have a baby. Brittany's about to have a baby. Like, in the last year, Vanderpump Rules has changed so much. Yeah. They're still not filming. Also, Saucy just had a baby. Mm-hmm. There's just so many Vander babies. There's so many Vander bumps. Van- and well, the bumps are turning to babies. That's true. But um, I do think there, like, we, we've said this a few times, there is a, an opportunity for a show there. But so many of the members have been, you know, quote unquote, canceled that I don't know, like, how we go how that works yeah but like this group of very famous friends are all having babies like it is an interesting concept for a show yeah really cute I don't know if we'll get it but happy for Randall and Lala me too I feel like she was pregnant for like a while oh I feel like hers was shorter like it just felt shorter because it was like came after I guess she was the second announcement but before Britney I don't know. I feel like Brittany's been pregnant for so long. My favorite thing is like when pregnant people acknowledge that like other people feel like they've been pregnant for so long and they're like, imagine how I feel. 100%. That's going to be me. Yeah. Okay, next up, a little royal news. Prince Philip, 99, was released from the London hospital after 28 days. Prince Philip has been released from the hospital as, and is in good spirits, a royal source tells People. The Duke of Edinburgh has today been discharged from King Edward VII's hospital and has returned to Windsor Castle following treatment for an infection and a successful procedure for a pre-existing condition, a Buckingham Palace spokesperson said on Tuesday. That royal healthcare man just keeping corpses alive. Yeah, I mean the pictures of him leaving the hospital. Truckers for Prince Philip are here. Oh, they they are the very royal strong. Truckers. The royal truckers. They they ride 
They ride hard. They ride or die. Hard. Um, I feel like it was a little um, worrisome there for a second. He was in the hospital for a while. while. And I'm glad to see that he's coming home. Yeah. It's also kind of crazy that like he goes to a hospital. Like wouldn't they have a hospital in the palace, you know? Yeah, it's certainly big enough. But also like hospital has all the latest and greatest. No, of course. And like... If we learned anything from Joan Rivers, it's like if you're having a procedure, do it in a hospital. Go to the hospital. Yeah, because if she was in a hospital for her standard endoscopy, is that what it's called? Throat thing? She would have been fine. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Taken too soon. Somehow somehow all conversations lead to Joan Rivers being taken from us too soon. Yeah, because it's all you can think about once you think about it. When you think about like health. Yeah. Picture of health, Joan Rivers. I agree. By the way, I'm looking at the monitor and the plant behind you looks so stunning oh i don't think we really told everyone who's watching on the youtube we've had some like recent changes we got a lot of comments on our instagram that the carpet we used to have like looked like a wee wee pad and it did no and it's like we didn't need comments on instagram to let us know like we knew it was dirty with our boot marks theo and bruno have both peed on it jackie one time trekked in some like weird oil on her boot that like left skin marks everywhere yes also then like two weeks ago while we were doing patreon (laughs) i dropped my coffee and that was really the last straw so the thing is is that on the show you can't really see the carpet at all except under the table so like it doesn't matter yeah but then for the post-show pics it was like it bad. was gross and i would try and edit them like you know in face yeah, like, like, or remove the stain and it, there was nothing that could be done so we got a new carpet it's supposed to be like one of the this is like for kids like meant to like have paint spilled on it you know yeah so hopefully it's better and brighter and then our new plant is from one of our sponsors that we did uh last, last week, week bloomscape Sickening, right? Sickening. It looks so good behind you. Now I want a plant. And it's been a while since we had plenty vibes here in our studio when we used to literally exclusively cultivate plenty vibes in our old studio. Right. And this is a live one. Those ones were fake. Oh, we got to take care of it. Yeah. Water and everything. We have a living being in the studio. Wow. A friend for Theo. Someone's living here. A squatter. (laughs) It's a ghost. Spooky. The ghost of Bloomscape's past. Um, Before we move on, I do feel like I have something to say. Okay, I I think it's so important that when you have something to say, that you say it. And I really feel like today's sponsor speaks for itself, and I don't know if there's any toasters left who don't have brushes, but just in case there is one lonely toaster who hasn't gotten a brush yet, I am here to change your life because Bruce is the best electric toothbrush on the market. It is so well designed, works so well, and it is so reasonably priced where so many um, electric toothbrushes cost over $200, which is why for the longest time I never bothered to get one, even though I knew that it would be better. Um, and then Bruce came into our lives and changed us completely. The brush itself has six unique modes to customize your brushing experience. The battery life lasts four weeks and it comes with a magnetic charging stand and compact travel case. They also have a subscription program, so you never forget to change your brush head again. They'll ship you new replacement heads every six months, so you're never stuck using a worn down brush head, which, as I recently learned, can lead to bad breath and just a lot of problems. So you got to change your brush a lot. And if you're using plastic toothbrushes, that is not good for the environment. Another reason to go brush. They have sleek designs. The Bruce Electric Toothbrush has has a modern, aesthetically pleasing design that comes in trend-driven seasonal colors, and it looks great on your bathroom counter. If you want to get 15% off your Bruce toothbrush kit and refill plan, use the promo code TOAST at Bruce.com. That's 15% off using the code TOAST at B-R-U-U-S-H.com. And for that one lonely toaster who hasn't gotten it yet, don't wait. It's going to change your life. Okay, last two stories are a little TV news. First up, Grammys ratings tank in 2021, possibly to an all-time low. 
The 2021 Grammys made history and turned heads, but it still couldn't win the ratings game. Early ratings from Nielsen have the awards drawing a measly 7.9 million total viewers, although the numbers should climb when adjusted for time zones. Last year, 18.7 million viewers tuned into the event, and that was also pretty low. Wait, to go from 18 to 8? Yeah, and then in 2019, it was... um, 19.9. 19.9. Got it. So, go, so to go from 19 to 18 is like whatever. We're living in the age of streaming. Of course, it's going to go down. But to go from 18 to 8, that's really bad. That's really bad. And it's like, I feel like last night's episode of The Bachelor probably put up like the close, same. close numbers. Because I think Bachelor usually gets around like Five. 2 million. But I feel oh. like um, I feel like everyone was watching that after the final rose last night. Wait, I'm shocked. Like, and no, by the way, it's really bad. We report on this after every award show. Like the ratings always go down. And it's just like a combination of people not having cable anymore, kind of celebrities, like, especially in recent years, especially with COVID, like, just becoming, like, random almost. And I'm just, like, shocked at the the, the skip. Like, I, did, I read that headline, but I did not read that first line. Like, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, crazy. And I'm actually really shocked that it's the Grammys because I think, of, and I said this yesterday, of all the award shows, the Grammys to me is, like, the most inclusive in terms of, like, I think the most people from different walks of life, like, wa- listen to music, you know? Yeah. Everyone listens to music. And all genres are represented, all age groups. Like, I don't know. I find that shocking. Yeah. I mean, people don't want it. They don't want it. Good to, oh, and, good to know for us. And after our conversation yesterday, um, we got a lot of feedback from people saying they won't be watching the Oscars and they really don't need us to recap it. So thank you, because I'm going to use those few hours to take Norma's advice and go to the edge of a cliff. Perfect. Looking I'll, forward to it. I'll probably just sit in bed, like, watching something else. But you know what I mean. Maybe you'll be reading. Maybe you'll be doing your puzzle. I've got to finish The Mother-in-Law, this book that I'm reading. I just love it. Like, I don't want to finish it. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. I'm reading a book that I have been reading. Like, it's taking me so long. I'm not really loving it. But now I'm at, like, 80%. So hopefully I can just finish it. It's called The Editor. And I chose it based on... Is it on called The Big Time Magazine Editor or just, just The Editor? Just The Editor. Oof, but actually, sounds, it is a bad. Big Time Editor because it's, like... um historical fantasy it's like the editor is Jackie O like she like edits for a publishing house so it's like it's not real but it's based on a real person that's so interesting I thought so too yeah you know um fifth and final story a little more tv news world of dance was canceled at NBC after four seasons and before you ask it is the one with J-Lo oh okay well, so there's So You Think You Can Dance, which is like the less popular Dancing with the Stars. But one time we talked to Slender about So You Think You Can Dance and the SYTTD community. Like, no, wait. So you think. Think. T- think SYTTD is Say Yes to the Dress. Sorry. Oh, SYT. Whatever. Y-D. The So You Think You Can Dance community Commun- like came for us. They're like, no, no, we are strong. So I was wrong about that. But I don't think I'm wrong seeing as how this got canceled that like World of Wonder Dance, whatever it's called, is nothing of the sort. Yeah, and also now with the Masked Dancer, um, how can they compete? And the Masked franchise is actually, like, killing it. When they first announced their show, like, The Masked Singer, I'm like, well, we've hit an all-time low in creativity in Hollywood. Like, this is the dumbest idea. People fucking love it. I I know. You know, I felt that way about this show that they were were showing a commercial for last night on The Bachelor. Um, It's about, like, it's like a dog grooming competition. Like what? the perfect pooch or something. Lisa Vanderpump is a judge. Oh. Rebel Wilson hosts. And I was like, literally, who would ever watch it? The commercial comes on. I'll tell you who. Bruno was high oh, And it's like, oh, then I would put it on if, it, if Bruno would enjoy it. No, and that's actually similar to like, so you think you can dance. Like there is a cult community of people who are like obsessed with dog grooming. There's a community of people who are obsessed with dancing. Like that's the beauty of entertainment. Like there's truly 
something for everyone. There's Dr. Pimple Popper. Her show is very popular on TLC. Yeah. I just, I wouldn't have expected a dog grooming show on like ABC prime time. But you never know. Have you watched The Thousand Pound Sisters? I have not. It's so good. And they're like viral on TikTok. And um, there's this sound that's going viral. And it's literally like me and you. Try being my size, Amy. You don't know how (laughs) it is. It's literally like my life in a sound. And I think you should get into Thousand Pound Sisters. It is a spinoff of My 600 Pound Life, which is... But they're Thousand Pounds? Together. Oh. You know, it's a misleading... And I was going to say 1,000 pounds each because why is she saying try being my size if they're... So I think it's like 600 and 400. Like one, I forget, I, I forget their names, but one of them is much more um, physically like able-bodied than the other because there's a, such a disparity between their weight. Oh, okay. That's confusing. Yeah, but we love a sister show and I actually think you would like it. I have to get Olivia to watch it because Olivia and I are obsessed with my 600 pound life and literally Olivia once bought me a magnet um you're supposed to put it on your fridge of Dr. Nazardin so like every time you go in for a snack it's like what would Dr. Nazardin say that's really funny and he's a fucking savage like that he really um is the heart and soul of that franchise oh for sure TLC is just popping out weird content left and right I actually that's what they do I went through a TLC phase like I was obsessed with sister wives um which just like recently became like it's it's too much for me. Um, and I also became obsessed with um, my 19-pound uh, scrotum, something like that. It was a really interesting show. When I was in high school, like, me and my friends were obsessed with TLC. Like, we would watch the craziest shit. That's so crazy. And then, like, me and my friend Rachel, who were, like, really obsessed, we both decided to start Sister Wives. And she didn't start it, and I did. And then I became so hooked. Um, and that's how my love affair with Cody, Robin, and the gang began. Damn, okay, maybe I'll check out uh, Thousand, Thousand Pound, Pound sisters. sisters. I actually think you'll like it. Like, they're hysterical. Oh, and they're also influencers. Like, they, like, have a community before the show. Now they're super famous. But before the show, they were, like, YouTubers. Oh, cool. You know, it's just, it's very layered. Which is my new favorite word. I think we need layered merch. Okay. I say everything is layered. Because you know what? Most things are. Thank you. Most things are. Um, Theo just got up. Looks like he's enjoying the carpet. Yeah, and that's, that's all you a, can hope for. That's a sign of approval for sure. I think that's it, right? I think that is all she wrote on this beautiful Tuesday. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the millennial morning show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We hope you have an amazing amazing day and we'll see See you you tomorrow tomorrow for hump day Day. and a little sneak peek of our new merch launching on thursday bye bye